Two great voices of the Midwest were Studs Terkel and Gene Shepard. Studs used his voice to give voice to the men and women we share our lives with. Waitresses, accountants, cab drivers, dishwashers, doormen, iron workers. Us. Studs gave voice to us. You could learn all you need to know about life by listening to or reading the conversations Studs had with the people he met in his everyday walk around life. Gene Shepard. Gene Shepard spent his life telling stories over the radio in New York. But, like me, he was a son of Indiana. In fact, he came from a place about 20 miles from where I sit right now. I've often wondered if the reason I count Gene Shepard as a genius is only because of him being from Indiana and a storyteller. That's something I could hold on to. Well, Gene Shepard was from Indiana and a great storyteller, and I'm from Indiana, therefore, ergo, I am a great storyteller. But no. Wherever Shep happened to be from, he was a great storyteller. I think one of the things that made him so great was just how much he loved doing it, telling stories. You can hear it in his voice. He had a blast, man. Two great voices of Los Angeles were Fonte and Bukowski. These guys were brutal, visceral, vulnerable in all aspects, especially in their love for the city of Los Angeles. Like me, they loved her, and they could write about her, man. Her neighborhoods, her people, her contempt for those of us who would have done anything for her, those of us who wanted only to be loved by her, those of us who knew her in a way that only the lonely, the bored, the jealous can know a city. Those of us who resented her but couldn't help standing up for her. When I discovered Bukowski and Fonte, I said, here are two guys, like me, that have had their hearts broke by a city who was only able to do it because we loved her so goddamn much and she just didn't care. You know, some days I want desperately to be Bukowski, and some days I wish I could spin a yarn like Gene Shepard. And that's the story of my life. There always seems to be a choice to be made, a fork in the road, and I never know which one to take. I always try to go both ways at once. I hope to take something from all of these men. This is a podcast of stories. Stories of being born and raised in Indiana, but feeling as if I really grew up in Los Angeles. Most importantly, I will be hanging with and talking to some of the people that have and continue to influence me and these two places. Now, if my childhood growing up in Indiana was made into a movie, I am sure to the average viewer it would not seem idyllic. But that doesn't mean it wasn't idyllic to me. At least parts of it. I guess like everything else in life, an idyllic childhood really is a matter of opinion, perspective. What kind of childhood did you have has to be the most subjective question one can be asked. My childhood was better than some. There was the small town Saturday nights cruising with my friends and grandma's Oldsmobile. 
We called it Grandma's Oldsmobile, but in truth, it had gone from Grandpa to Grandma to Dad to Harold to Sam and then to me. There was sneaking cigarettes out behind the hook's drug. All day fishing with my brothers, road trips in Ma's Pinto with the windows down and the radio on. I don't thank God as often as I should do. In fact, I'm ashamed to say I rarely do, but I do genuinely thank God I grew up with a Ma that had good taste in music, art, and food. In my opinion, there is absolutely nothing else you need in a mother than that she has good taste that she shares with her children. Unconditional love, affection, compassion, overrated. My childhood was worse than others. There was the hole in dad's psyche, a hole so big that it was like having a father that had an invisible Siamese twin. There was this other part of him you instinctively knew was there, but you couldn't see it. A hole that he was always trying to fill with Jack Daniels. Lots of Jack Daniels. Now growing up with an alcoholic father with a hair trigger temper is like playing baseball in a minefield. But I do take comfort in the fact that at least my dad wasn't drinking martinis or margaritas or light beer, sitting in some sports bar watching other men play basketball, football, golf on television. When my old man drank, he drank whiskey by himself, sitting on the end of the pier until all hours of the night fishing for crappie. And that's something, I think. I don't know. It makes me feel better about it. <laughs> Proud even. There were the whoopings, some deserved, some not. I say whoopings with the U instead of the I in whippings. I don't know why, but that's the way it's always been pronounced. Not just in my family, but in every family I knew of that whoopings occurred. I guess whoopings sounds less harsh than whippings. There was divorce, there was anxiety, lots of anxiety. There was not much in my family that we had more of than anxiety. And let me tell you, being a fat kid, a chubby kid, or as Ma called it, a husky kid, which I was, was no picnic. I have learned that it never has been for any kid anywhere. Some people will tell you that love is the only universal truth, something that transcends place, time, and culture. But they're wrong. Being a fat kid is also a universal truth, and just like love, it's a bear. But I think the aspect of my childhood that has left me with the most scar tissue in my memory was Indiana itself. The place, the people. But especially and above all else, what really left me branded was how much I never really felt a part of any of it. Anything outside our house, outside Ma's Pinto, outside our family, just felt like foreign territory. Uh, that may be too dramatic. I have a habit of being too dramatic. I guess there are a hell of a lot of places worse than a small town in Indiana to be raised. But even so, I never really felt comfortable at home, like I belonged. I don't mean within my family. Hell, within my family is really 
the only place I did feel like I belonged. I mean, Indiana. Indiana never felt like a place I was supposed to be, a place I was going to remain. Indiana was not the place where I could be who I was supposed to be, a place where I could become what I was supposed to become, whatever that was. I was going to have to leave, and so that's what I did. When I was about 18 or 19, my older brother Harold and I packed up a 20-year-old station wagon and headed to L.A., neither of us really knowing what to expect. I think it may have been the only time, the only time in my life that I had no preconceived notions about what the experience was going to be. I arrived in L.A. without expectations. And boy, I fell in love with that city. And even though it was absolutely an unrequited love, I ended up staying for 22 years. I spent my 20s and 30s in the only place I believe I was supposed to spend my 20s and 30s, Los Angeles. I say I was born and raised in Indiana, but baby, baby, I grew up in L.A. And that's what this is about. I will tell some stories and I'll rap with some of the people that made and continue to make me, Indiana, and Los Angeles who and what we are. And I hope you come along for the ride.